everyone. This is Rachel from Soulful of Sunshine back again with yet another episode that I will hopefully continue to keep firing out. I'm going to really shoot for like one a day for the whole time that I'm off of work. I'm not making any promises, but we shall see. For those of you that are returning listeners or friends that I know, people, whoever, welcome back. I appreciate your um, support and I am grateful for all of the feedback that I've gotten from you guys. I cannot even begin to express how seriously thankful I am and grateful for the opportunity to kind of share my own stories and knowledge and what I've learned through the years and what I'm still continuing to learn. You know, this is a lifelong journey that each and every one of us is on our own path. And so I really hope that my words can resonate with you guys on a personal level and maybe kind of strike that little feeling in you to begin your own healing journey if you haven't already or if you are already trying to better your life and practice self-care and live a happy, healthy life, then you are at the right place. For those of you that are new and do not know me, I'm a mom of three boys and a foster son. I'm a psychic medium. Uh, I do tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual mentorship. Uh, Let's see what else. I'm a former addict. I, yeah, I have a lot of stuff that I could go on for days, but we'll go on to that. Anyways, without further ado, today we are going to talk about fear. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a minute now. I think I started writing these notes in my computer probably like four months ago. And I don't know why I just kept putting it off and putting it off. Obviously, if you guys listened to my episode yesterday, you'll understand kind of sort of why I disappeared. But I just cannot express how important it is to listen to this episode and actually hopefully take something from it. Okay. So fear, Google definition says an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger that is real or imagined. So it's basically, it's like a state of mind that triggers a deep rooted belief that has been programmed around how you view view yourself and life as a whole. So when someone has a fear, it's not as easy as like changing your mind about the way that you view the situation because being subconsciously, uh, you're carrying a belief that says that your fear is like 100% factual and your body has been programmed to believe that something may in fact not be true. So when your mind takes control of how we process that experience or situation or emotion, it usually triggers survival mode. So, you know, that could mean your mind can process everything outside of you as something that is trying to kill you. That is just your subconscious process that you experience. So like, even if you logically know that your situation will not cause imminent death or danger, your body still reacts as if it is a sure thing. Fears are rooted in survival mode, which triggers, obviously, the reaction of the fight, flight, or freeze in your body. So I'm kind of going to go over a couple different types of fear along with how we're affected by it and how we can go about, you know, changing and living fearlessly instead of being crippled by fear. And then at the end of this episode, I'll just go over a couple other things that I forgot to talk about yesterday, just about shit going on, and it all will tie in together, hopefully. But the, or actually, before I start again, too, I heard this in another podcast from a lady that I listened to religiously. Her name's Kel, uh, shit, Kel Sparks, I think. Um, I'll add her name in the bio of this episode because if you guys are on your spiritual journey her podcast is the shit and it is so like 
I learned so much shit from listening to this lady. And she's hilarious. That helps, which helps too. But she told me, or she told me, she told her listeners that your IQ drops 10 points when you're scared. That I just found that wild that your IQ can literally drop from feeling fear. Crazy. So a couple different types of fear would be a rational fear that occurs when there is a real imminent threat or danger. A primal fear is defined as an innate fear that is programmed into our brains. And then an irrational fear are the ones that don't make any logical sense and can vary greatly from person to person. So when we live in fear, I mean, it can affect us in so many ways. And I don't mean living in fear as in like, well, I guess I could like, you know, worry war, everything, you know, is terrifying. You could die from anything. You're going to get hit by a bus. You're going to, you know, whatever the case may be, but physically it can affect our gut health, you know, your stomach and your intestines. That is where our feelings of fear are stored at. So when you're in those moments feeling that way, it can cause upset stomach, nausea, digestion. I can't talk today. Here we go. And I can't breathe either. Digestion problems, pain in the gut or bloating or constipation, even IBS. It can also obviously cause anxiety, lots of anxiety that can cause your muscles to tense up which can lead to pain and stiffness in any area of your body. You could feel constant stress and worry, and that can prevent the immune system from working properly, which could lead to decreased resistance to infections and diseases. Um, Being an empath, I have to admit, I mean, well, Empaths have a huge target on their head and they're very easily affected by others' energy, both good and bad. So when you're doing your own self-work or you're starting your healing journey or maintaining it, it's super important to establish healthy boundaries, not only for yourself, but for others in your life too. If they are meant to be in your life and if they have good intentions, then the boundaries that you'll make will be most likely understood and respected. And then if they're not willing to respect your boundaries, then obviously that shows their true colors right there. If your eyes are open and ready to see what they show, then you will see it. It does not make it any less painful. It doesn't make it hurt any less, but it's necessary. It's just necessary. Um, People like to be the victim, I guess, nowadays. Well, I'm sure for always, an eternity. But you are only in charge of yourself. You are only responsible for your own actions and you are only responsible for your own healing journey and your own path because no two people have the same journey. So boundaries, I've said it a million times in my other episodes, set boundaries, stick to them, respect yourself and you know, kind of chip away at that trauma, childhood trauma, you know, whatever, whatever hurts inside of you, I guess. But so, okay. Let me think here. So fear can mean also, I mean, it can mean so many different things, but like, for example, let's say you have a fear of judgment. That fear can be triggered in a ton of different ways and it can leave you feeling, you know, unworthy or unwanted or unlovable. It could cause you to think things like, you know, oh, they don't like me or, oh, they think I'm weird or what's wrong with me? Why do I have to be so different? And that cycle creates a repetitive loop that is never fucking ending. And it will often result with the body reacting to those thoughts of fear by, you know, thinking, holy crap, like, we're not safe here. We're not loved here. This is terrifying. We could die. This is so scary. You know, your hands could get sweaty. Your heart could start racing. Your mind runs a mile a minute, feel super uh, anxious or overwhelmed by any challenges or situations that could come up. But ultimately when your fear is triggered by an external circumstance, your entire 
being shifts into survival mode in order to keep you safe. And so when you are living in survival mode and not making decisions that are best for you and your growth and your soul and your heart and your mind and I mean everything, instead you're making decisions simply to survive in that moment. But the problem is that when your fear is triggered, uh, you most likely are perfectly safe, but you just feel uncomfortable in the situation. So feeling safe and feeling comfortable are not the same thing. In order to release your fears, you are having to retrain your brain to see the difference from when you feel uncomfortable versus feeling safe. And the process helps you to live from creation mode rather than survival mode. Like when you live in when you live in and when you focus your attention on creation mode, then you have the conscious choice to make the best decision for yourself without having your mind having to run wild and freak out and panic mode and, you know, the anxiety, the stress, the everything. Rather than reacting from a space of feeling overwhelmed and anxious, then you're able to respond from a space of feeling calm and centered. So all of that I know is easier said than done, but you have to basically reprogram your mind and your body's reaction or response to the thoughts that are in your mind that are triggered, obviously, when fear arises. It's not necessarily a flip of a switch, but um, fear is like an energetic perspective. Um. It's a very low vibrational energy that sits stagnant in your body ever since the fear was very first formed. So when you're in the process of releasing your fear, you are acknowledging that low vibrational energy that you are carrying and that you are consciously releasing that energy through your emotions. So when we release our emotions energetically, you know, it could cause a lot of crying and tears, anger, you know, you may... It's, it's not pretty, it's not easy, but it's necessary, but you can get rid of those emotions and those triggers and that feeling of fear by, you know, going to a therapist or journaling or go work out, go have a really high intense workout. And that will help release those stagnant gunks of, you know, fear riddled energy. So when we're in survival mode, like in the fight, flight, or freeze reaction, we're obviously not properly releasing the energy of fear. And that is what causes the buildup of that stagnant energy. So the more that we feel the fear being triggered in that low vibrational energy, it builds and builds and builds in our body. So it's like saying, oh, sweep it under the rug. It's not going anywhere. But over time, that fear gets worse and worse and bigger and bigger because you are experiencing situations that have gotten worse simply because the energy that you're carrying inside of you has built up for years. So, I mean, this could go back all the way to childhood shit. That is a lot. That's a lot of stagnant energy. That's a lot of trauma. That's a lot of... I mean, the list goes on trauma bonds and just depression, possibly anxiety, severe anxiety. Um, it could, I mean, it could, the list goes on, but I just, I guess let me go take a little side note here real quick. Oh, so in my notes here, I wrote, I must've done this when it was, I'm sure you guys remember when the submarine was trapped under the water and like the freaking media and the news and like the coverage was fucking insane. And it was just blasted everywhere causing fear and just like panic. And, um, it's, it's just weird. But this year I, when I was writing this down in my thingy, I didn't realize why I forgot now, but it happened on the day of the solstice, which was, when was that summer solstice solstice so for those of you that don't know like solstice 
ironically enough, is a day where we should be looking up at the sun and showing appreciation or showing love or gratitude to the sun and the masculine energies of the world and the power that it has to literally heal our souls and to energize us and cleanse us and purify us and just infuse us with the energy that keeps us moving on to be the better people that we all want to be. So instead of focusing on ourselves and celebrating that day and making it a big deal and acknowledging that we have the power to do it all by ourselves, if we would just look inward and, you know, just take 10 minutes, you know, to just look, you know, let the sun feel it coming down on you. But instead, we're thinking about way deep down, dark, the other direction, straight down under the sea, pitch black, scary, you know, worried, upset, just in your feelings, like just glued to the TV, glued to the radio, you know, trying to listen and see if these people were going to, you know, if they were going to make it, if they were going to be found, yada, yada, yada. Was it going to implode? Like the media went batshit crazy with this stuff. And I'm not going to lie to you. I followed it closely too. How could I not? It was like shoved in my face everywhere. But it dawned on me after the fact, I'm like, how ironic is that? That the, you know, the time that we're supposed to be healing, looking inward, empowering ourselves so that we are more consciously aware of, I shouldn't even say that I'm probably going to get like flagged or something with the government and everything and the social media. And it's all just all those outlets. They cause triggers. They cause trauma. They are, they're not good basically. So I don't know. Solstice was usually, well, always often said to be the time of new beginnings and you know, when the change, the changes, changing of the seasons occurs, we say goodbye to the long stagnant period of, you know, self-reflection and welcome the new fiery energy of the sun to propel us forward in life. And this very physical changing of the seasons is a really, really powerful time to manifest your spiritual transformation It's the opportunity to rejuvenate your spirit and reconnect with yourself and the natural world by creating, you know, your own solstice rituals. So can't really do that when we are stuck on the news or we are, you know, whatever ads pop up on our Facebooks or TikToks or whatever. All those things cause trauma, triggers to trauma and I don't know. I guess that was just a side rant there, but I feel like something else happened to the, uh, when was that? I wonder if it, I can't remember if it was when the Trump stuff happened or when the election, I don't know, but mark my words, this next election coming up, something else is going to happen like a really big significant thing. And they're going to try to basically like, Oh, look over here, look over here and get everybody's attention to the fear based things so that they can, pull something quick and sneaky on the other end of things and basically to keep society, to keep all of us vibrating at a low, low frequency because we're easier to herd like cattle. We are easier to be scared and to be pushed in the corner and like fight or flight or freeze, be stuck in that mode. And I mean, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that. You shouldn't do that. Like we are all, maybe not all, but most of us are light. We are light beings. We are balls of energy that have the ability. I mean, each and every single one of us has the ability to communicate and connect with your higher self, with your spirit guides, with your angels, guardian angels, ascended masters, deceased loved ones, Gaia, universe, God, Buddha, whatever, whoever you pray to, we all have the ability to communicate with them. We all have the ability to have regular contact with them. We all are capable of doing it. Why more people aren't doing that? I wonder, but 
obviously, because it's a lot easier to get riddled with fear and to listen to the news and the social media and whatever the hell, or not even to be like, not even just listening to that stuff, but we're all guilty of it. You know, you scroll on Facebook or TikTok and like two hours goes by and you're like, oh shit, you know, it's that type of thing that we need to regulate and be conscious and mindful of it so that we are able to, you know, take a little bit of that time for ourselves and to do that self-care and um, whatever you want to call it, just taking a minute out to do whatever you need to do to be present, present in every essence of the word. I mean, you, um, how do I say this? It's just, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to move on. So to, or enable to start living fearlessly instead of being crippled by this fear, I would say probably the most important thing would be to like acknowledge your feelings, but in a deeper sense than that, like to really sit down and, or whether, you know, it's by yourself, whether you're meditating, whether you're just thinking about it, whether you're driving in the car, like try to pinpoint what makes you feel one extreme versus the other or what in you is it that gets triggered by you know whatever the case may be because when you are able to acknowledge your feelings and to identify them then you're able to start maybe navigating through and work through healing your trauma and acknowledging it and releasing it and you know then you can try shadow work I'll get into that more in a minute, shadow work, for those of you that don't know. But you need to start making intentional movement and follow through with it. Hold yourself accountable to it. You can practice stillness. That's another thing. It's really hard to do nowadays. Everything is just go, 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 go. Busy, busy, busy. Myself included. I know I'm guilty of that. You don't have to figure things out by yourself. We're not meant to figure this all out, all out by ourselves. Yes, there is a time for stillness. There is a time for solitude. There is a time where you should only be in your own mind and your own thoughts. However, we're in this together. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody hopefully has at least one person that they can confide in or relate to or resonate with. So if you have a person in your life, reach out to them. Maybe they need you just as much as you need them. You never know. If any of you don't have anyone, please feel free. I may not know the answers. I may not tell you what you want to hear, but I will try my damnedest to at least send you along in the right direction or give you you know, advice from what I've learned, seen, heard, read, whatever throughout my years on my healing journey. And let's see, it's really important to be real with how you feel. And it's okay that shit is out of your control. It's okay. Trust me. You may seem like your world is just crumbling, falling apart, like barely hanging on by a thread, myself included, feel like that, especially right now. But you are only in control of your own actions. You are only in control of your decisions and your attitude and your plan to move forward. Practicing self-care, I've told you a thousand times and I'll say it again, it is so important. Self-care is the most important thing that we can do. Be conscious of your intentions but not even just your intentions. Be conscious of your thoughts and your patterns and your responses to certain situations. Being conscious of your good, bad, and otherwise, like it just, you're not going to be able to change anything or even really come to grips to accept certain things if you're really not going to be true to yourself and be honest with yourself to be aware of what the root of the issue really is. I know it's easier said than done, but I mean, it's just, you got to do it. 
then you can start focusing on more positive thoughts and <sighs> practicing mindfulness, you know, meditating, so many things. You can also try new spiritual practices, you know. If you're not a prayer, maybe try praying and then, you know, and writing a journal or just, and when I say journal, everybody's like, oh, journaling, no, no. It's not that freaking bad. It's actually really peaceful. And I, you know, just here recently, I've talked to a couple of people that are going through shit and, you know, I suggested journaling and they're like, oh, well, I just can't do it. It just makes it worse. Well, it does this. Okay. Well, that's okay. That was that. That was them. This is now. Have you tried making it, you know, in more of a list form where you can write, you know, 10 things I want to change or 10 things I'm thankful for or 10 things that need to go, ten, you know, whatever. And when you're done with that list, tear it out, burn that bitch or put it in water bury it in the yard, put it under your pillow. There are so many different ways of healing yourself and kind of working through that stagnant energy because it's really easy for us to stay in that low vibration in that low stagnant mud of just the, and if it didn't work for you before, okay, that's okay. But now it's maybe time to try again and try it a little bit differently. You might be surprised with how better you'll feel afterwards. What do you got to lose? I mean, just my opinion, but <clears throat> let's see. Managing your stress and anxiety is really important. And some, you know, maybe you may need medication and that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're broken or you're flawed or you're, you know, unlovable or unworthy. Life is hard and there's medications out there. There's therapists out there. There's doctors out there that can help you assist with that. If it is too much to heal on your own and to work through on your own, that's okay. You know, those practices and the people, individuals, it, that that's their job. And hopefully you can kind of develop your own, your own uh, swing of things, your own healing journey, your own, whatever you want to call it so that you can find inner peace and you can improve your self-awareness and you can reduce negative thought patterns. It's hard, but it's possible. So Moving on forward here, a few important things that I wanted to mention or just remind you guys is that fear is related to the ego. So we often hear that a huge ego makes us think that we are superior to other people, but our ego is also responsible for making us feel bad about ourselves. So the ego makes us believe that we know what's best for us and we know what doesn't work for us. And we've, you know, already tried it and be kind of closed minded to different ideas and healing modalities and just life improving stuff. But it makes us think that we know how much money we need to have or who we are meant to be in a relationship with or where we're supposed to work or what we're supposed to look like. And when we get too attached to those things, then we start like over obsessing or worrying that we're not living up to those. And then we might start to believe that we're not good enough and that we are worthless and that we won't ever amount to be anything or that we don't deserve the things that we have. So realizing that those ideas stem from the ego like, like will allow us to easy or easily detach from those thoughts and start listening to what your higher self, your higher power, God, the creator, what they have in store for us. Because, I mean, that's just the best way to live life like we're supposed to on this planet, in this reincarnation, in this physical body that we have that's just a vessel for the time being because we are all, again, light little balls of energy that are here to experience things so that we can level up, vibrate higher, bring the whole collective conscious 
together as one in order to triumph the the fear-based people, the not so not so pure intention people and government, society, social media, whatever the case may be. But my next little uh my next oh my gosh, my brain is going slowly down the drain today. Okay, considering number two, I have five of them all together. Fear is the lack of certainty in the universe. So to put our entire faith and belief and trust into the universe means that we believe that God, Gaia, whatever, it has our best interest in mind, even if we can't see it all the time. The creator, universe, whatever, is an endless source of sharing, and it wants us to receive all of the fulfillment in the world And so when we start to doubt the universe or we don't really believe the universe, that is when the fear creeps in and we start to question if it's real or if, you know, they really do know what's best for us or want what's best for us or, you know, believing in it instead of trying to question why we are put in certain difficult situations if it's for our own good. The more that we trust in the universe and have certainty in it, the less room there is for fear. And my number three, you are right where you are meant to be. The ancients, you know, in the biblical time, they teach us that everything in our lives is designed to bring us closer to the creator, God, universe, whatever. This includes all the blessings and all the challenges that are really just blessings in disguise. The obstacles that we face and the experiences that we go through have the ability to transform us in the most powerful ways that we may not even realize. But when we do realize that, you understand that there is nothing to fear because we are exactly where we are meant to be. Even if that place feels uncomfortable right now and growing can be really painful, but it makes us stronger in the end and it brings us peace and it gives us um it gives us just that like knowing that you belong where you are and where you want to be and that we are all connected and united as one then my next is fear is an illusion we tend to classify our experiences as either good or white or good or bad or black or white but You know, in regards to the universe, the only thing that's negative is when we pull away from our own healing. When we perceive things in our life as negative, we fail to see that, you know, the universe and its powerful uh, energy to heal, to help, whatever, it's all around us every single day in so many ways. We fear things that we think are bad without realizing that it's just our way of seeing that the world is not the way that it really is. It takes a lifetime of work, but the more that we try to see all things in our life as necessary training for our soul, for leveling up, for vibrating higher, for healing that trauma, the more we are able to shatter that illusion of the negativity that causes us to be afraid and fearful. And that ultimately brings us closer to ourself and being in touch with yourself and the universe and what matters in life. It's, it's the greatest blessing that there is out there. So my last one here is your fears are not who you really are. Even though we may recognize that our fears are unhealthy and illogical at times, they can become so ingrained within us that we believe that they are part of our inherent makeup. But I mean, when you take the work, when you do the work and you dedicate yourself to healing, releasing, letting go, cutting ties, just setting boundaries, the whole shebang, it it allows us to start living through our higher self, through our higher power, from our soul and 
you know, we could then live in perfect harmony with the universe. And when we give energy to the fears, we pull away from that and we're pulling way farther away from our true selves. Fears do not define us. They are not who we are. Our souls, each and every one of us, mostly besides you reptilians out there and energy vampires, but our souls are pure and we are powerful and we're perfect in our own flawed, imperfect way. The more that we understand that, the more we can strip away the layers that have boggled us down and separated us from the powers of the universe. And I know that, I mean, transforming and transformation is really intimidating and it sounds like impossible probably at times, but it begins with the understanding the nature of fear. Knowing that fear separates us from the light or God or whatever allows us to reevaluate our intentions. It allows us to ask ourselves every day, am I letting fear control me or am I committed to growing my relationship with myself or God or whatever? And am I willing to do the work that it takes to transform my fear? I can't remember who said this saying, but I'll have to find this so I can uh, quote it in my thing. But the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. So that's a pretty solid statement. But yeah, so before I kind of close out here, I just wanted to, uh, well, I forgot to add in yesterday's episode when I was rambling on about all the shit going on in my life. Uh talking about fear and everything. So I think it wasn't the, well, it started in like October. I found a lump in my armpit and it was very weird. And I had to go for my little mammogram checkup. Sorry for those that you're like, don't give a shit. <laughs> you can just ex- exit now or close it out now or whatever. But one time my mammogram done and I had to go back two more times to have the test redone and the ultrasound and the whole shebang. And then I had to go get, uh, uh, referral to the high risk diagnostic center and have the genetic cancer screening test done and all that shit. So I was terrified. I was pretty fearful, you could say, and it was driving me insane. I felt like I got sick, like almost the whole month of November, I want to say, because I, it was making me physically sick to my stomach because I was so freaking scared and like, worried and just like overthinking and being a nervous Nelly. And then, you know, my best friend's mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And that was like fucking terrifying. And it's emotional and the fear of the unknown and what's going to happen. And like, how's this going to affect everyone? And like, once again, being an empath, you subconsciously take other people's emotions on and put them on your own shoulders, not even realizing it sometimes. I mean, and I realized I was doing that, but as a light worker myself or being aware that I have the ability to kind of, I probably shouldn't do that, but trying to take pain from others just to put it on your shoulders, even if it's temporary or even if it's just to help them release it so that I'm not necessarily carrying it, but just kind of, how do I explain this? Being like emotional support, even if we're not in the same place or just subconsciously taking away some of the pain and worry and sadness and fear from the people that you love in your life so that they are able to have the strength and find their own strength in order to keep trucking through and moving forward. So I was doing that knowingly, but not knowingly, which was making me sick, I think as well, along with everything else. And then just slowly relationship bombing and all that shit. But yeah, I don't know where I was going with that again. Uh, well, basically just fear. I mean, so she had a, my best friend's mom, stage four cancer. And then I also had another very good friend of mine also diagnosed with stage four cancer within a matter of like two weeks of each other, which is just bonkers to me. And, you know, fear, in my opinion, can kill you basically. I mean, if you, I don't even know how I would feel or what I would go through or how I would go about 
moving forward, I guess, like if that, if I was in those shoes, but I can tell you fear would probably shake me to my core of my being. And that's a natural and, uh, uh, I mean, it's rational, it's reasonable, it's understandable. That's fucking terrifying on every level. But when you are able to find that inner strength and you are able to remain fearless and you are ready to tackle the world and bring it on and fight like you've never fought before, I feel like that is how you level up. That is how you spread, you know, the higher vibration frequencies. That's how you like heal yourself as well as healing others at the same time. But it's really easy to just get sucked into that stagnant mud. It's really hard. And I mean, not to bring it more shit from yesterday again, but it's just crazy how like, you know, my breakups, for example, you know, I was scared. I was scared shitless when this relationship ended because I didn't know what, what was to come next. Like I thought for sure that was it for me. That relationship had ended. I had told myself from when I first got with my ex-boyfriend, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to die alone and I'm going to be okay with that. I'll be, I'll be okay. I will die alone. I will be, you know, a single mom of my boys. That's all I need. And I don't need a man. I don't need anybody. Like I had to digest the fact that I was told myself I was going to be okay with that. I was not going to get in a relationship again. I didn't want to be with anybody because no offense, men, but y'all fucking suck. And nowadays with social media and just everything. It's like the new normal is not what it should be, in my opinion, when it comes to relationships, marriages, whatever the case may be. So I was fearful a little bit. And like in the back of my mind, I knew I would be okay by myself for the rest of my life, but I don't think I deserved that. Or I don't think I was unworthy of love or unworthy of finding someone that could, you know, help or like help each other, I guess I get through life, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I was scared that I was never going to find that because of my track record with men. No offense if you guys are listening, but it's crazy how, when you set that shit to the side and I just told myself like, Rachel, you're being pathetic. Like, stop. You're not going to be alone. Someone will come in your life. You will find someone. It will be the right time. It will be the right person. It will be, you know, the right everything. I just have to believe in God and I have to believe in the universe and put my faith in that and my trust in that and just let go and just let go. Simple as that. And sure as shit, it's funny how that works out. Like, boom. I can't, well, I can't see the future, but I don't, I try not to do that because I feel like that's how you uh, jinx yourself kind of, but meeting new people and being open to allow yourself to be vulnerable and allowing yourself to just put yourself back out there is fucking terrifying, but you just never know. Like, you know, I met someone, he's so sweet. He's the polar opposite of anybody I've ever been with, like complete opposite. <laughs> and I'm still kind of even just now scratching my head, like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, but I'm happy and taking things slowly and continuing on my own healing journey, as well as being a mom, you know, all that shit comes first, but it's really, really reassuring and really heartwarming and really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just gives you faith. It gives you hope. And we're not supposed to go through this life alone. We're supposed to have people that we can reach out to that have our back, that support us, whether it's a, you know, significant other or not, you know, friend, coworker, family member, um, acquaintance, complete stranger. Even if you feel like you are down in the dumps or you are stuck feeling, not very good, I guess. Reach out to somebody. 
even or go do something for yourself. I'm sorry, I'm like all over the place. <laughs> um, all I'm saying basically is don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the life that you want. Don't let yourself get stuck in your Debbie Downer stuff, the glass half empty stuff. You just have to believe in it and speak of it and like truly, wholefully, soulfully believe that what you want and what you're manifesting and what intentions that you're setting, you have to think about them as in as if they are already delivered and received and, you know, gifted to you because the universe is only going to bring you what you're manifesting subconsciously or consciously. The universe is only going to hear what you're talking about, thinking about, you know, writing about whatever the case may be. So when you are ready to release that shit and let go of whatever you're dwelling on that keeps you up at night, that makes you lose sleep, that, you know, very well may be a big health scare or diagnosis or, you know, life circumstance type of thing, like, you know, get evicted or get your power shut off or whatever the case may be. When you think about things and you pray and you reach out and you find that in you to, um, figure out the way to change your thought process, things will start changing for you. I freaking promise. And yeah, sorry, that was kind of all over the place. But a couple closing remarks here before I end this episode because my kids are going to be home soon. On to the next chaos. I've had ice on my damn ribs and my knee all day. It feels so much better for a little bit. I don't want to jinx it. I better knock on wood again. But Okay, closing up. Facing your fears and committing to the work is the secret to enlightenment and spiritual awakening and the happiness on a soul level. It makes you a tough, fearless bitch that is unbothered by anything or anyone or any type of bullshit. And you can only really heal when you are ready to acknowledge those fucked up things that haunt you and weigh you down and break you and cripple you. The truth cannot be manipulated. I'm going to say that again. The truth cannot be manipulated. You know what's true. You know it's not. You know deep within you, each and every one of us knows. It may not be able to be like pinpointed down to the exact childhood trauma moment that broke you that caused this whatever, but you're going to have a general idea, I'm pretty sure. So the power comes when you are connected to yourself and to others. So don't ever give away your power ever. Take your power back and do it unapologetically. And don't give your power away. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries as well. Set those boundaries. Stick to them. If they respect you, they will happily oblige. If they do not, then they ain't meant to be in your circle anyways. It's okay to to disagree with people in life and yourself even. It's all a learning process. Uh, Manipulators and power feeders, energy vampires, narcissists, psychopaths, ill-intended people, um, any authoritative type of figures, people, all those People solely seek to poke and thrive and intimidate and cause shame or guilt or fear. That's all they are. So don't forget that. If you feel like something is not what it appears to be or if you feel an emotional response from something from another person's doing or saying then you need to disconnect yourself, separate yourself, take a step back, take a breather, reflect, and really decide whether or not that person's supposed to be in your bubble or not. And I guess I should say here before I stop too, like some fear is good fear. Don't get me wrong. You know, like, you know, a death deadly snake or like a, um, Oh, a shark in the ocean, whatever the hell you want to say. But those fears 
are okay. Fear is normal to an extent. It's, you know, this episode from what I'm talking about is more of the fear that is in our mind. That is that illusion that we've had programmed in our brain from childhood, like I said in the beginning. But releasing those fears and finding yourself and acknowledging what's broken in you and releasing that is a really, really, really powerful, beautiful thing to do. And it's necessary. So I suppose that'll wrap her up for today's episode. Um, tomorrow I'm going to really try to do an episode about the age of Aquarius because I think it's really cool and really important. And I've been seeing it freaking everywhere. Um, the planetarian chart, whatever the hell it's all shifting in big ways. And so, I mean, this is like a foreign language to some of you guys I know, but Basically, a lot of things are happening when the planets are shifting right now, and it's going to be changing everything. The energies of, I mean, us human beings, the planet as a whole, um, Mother Nature, everything's going to be affected by these shifts that are huge, huge shifts. So I think I'm going to go in and do an episode about that tomorrow. Or if you guys have any suggestions or recommendations, let me know. Send me an email. Send me a message on Facebook, TikTok, wherever the hell you find me at. Um, I have so many things I want to talk about. I just don't know where to start. So sorry if I rambled all over the place there, trying to scoot all this in as quickly as I can here before my wildings get here. But again, I thank all of you guys so, so, so much for, you know, supporting and rooting for me and being there. And I really hope that you were able to get something out of this. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, rest of your week for that matter. And until next time.